What's going on? It's CJ Today Slayer from the Upgrade America podcast. Thanks for liking, sharing, subscribing. Appreciate you upgrading, rocking with us internationally and domestically. I know it's a hard time right now still, but we're going to make it through. 2020 is almost done. Hopefully 2021 is way more smooth. But adversity builds character, as we say. Um, We talk about the Beirut bombing. Not bombing. uh, Explosion. Correction. Uh, We explore, was it part of a scheme or was it just negligence? But two key officials in the Lebanon government did resign. We also talk about Akon City, Acorn, building a futuristic city. Can we replicate that in the U.S.? Will that solve a lot of problems? Does the U.S. want to do something like that? We also touch on how to duck, dodge, and cover from drone surveillance. Peace. What's up, world, and all of our upgraders? If things can always be worse, they can surely be much greater. Upgrade America, we run through current events, dumb down politics, and discuss whatever is clever. Speaking of clever, Akon is a genius, real, recognized, real. And yo, he's talking about some real big things. Today we're talking about Acorn City and the cryptocurrency Acorn. I'm talking crypto to you, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Kim Ra, 2020 independent presidential candidate, as well as host and executive producer of Upgrade America. Yo, I'm, I'm pleased to be joined by co-founder and co-host CJ the Day Slayer on the ones and twos ever, ever. It's good, bro. So we up in here. Morale is popping. Ready to yeah. go. Jump in. That's what I like to hear, man. How's, how's everything down in Florida, man? Good. Had a couple storms. Um, not bad. I had to stop, actually, the other day. Like, physically stop and pull over in the parking lot. Like, I couldn't see in front of me. It was raining that bad. We got hit, man. A tree uh, in my little uh, neighborhood, a tree fell down and knocked the fence down. All types of other trees falling and stuff. But um, it was, it really seemed like it was some hur- something from a hurricane that, that hit us. You know, what did what'd you say it was called? Something with an I. I- uh, Isaiah I- or something Isaiah? like that. Something like that, yeah. But yeah, it's pretty brutal, man. But, uh, uh, your power up and everything in Jersey? Because I know Jersey yeah, got I hit. Power just up. The thing is, it's like we had some flashing blackouts. In and out, in and out. Power is coming in and out. But, you know, overall, Perseverance, sunny out today. But, um, you know, we got a bunch of other stuff that we're discussing today besides Akon City. But any uh, notable, of course, we're discussing the Beirut explosion. But any other notable uh, stories coming down the pipeline? Uh, I just found one interesting one, just to touch on it. How to avoid drones. So, <laughs> I thought that was <laughs> You're right now just going to say all the time about how that's the, the future of surveillance, spying, and even uh, autonomous, you know, um, killing robots. That's, that's something else. That's another discussion, but yeah, 
that I, I find that pretty fascinating. But let's dive into this, uh, you know, to Akon City. Shout out to Akon. You know what I mean? Uh, really look forward to working with you in the future. It's really cool that we got the same, a lot of the same visions, uh, you know, a lot of the same goals. But um, I'm gonna give a high level overview of Akon City. It's really a magnificent concept that we really want to talk about because we want to replicate this in America. So yeah. from a high level, Akon City, the location is in Senegal, Africa. It's a construction, it has a construction contract of over $6 billion. So to put it into perspective, the, the World Trade Center, the One World Trade Center in NYC, that is about, um, how do you say, that's about a $4 billion contract right there to put that into perspective. So the construction company that got that, that contract is KE International. They secured over $4 billion to build Akon City from investors. And then uh, the remaining of the funds, I'm not too sure where, okay. where they got them from. But the size of the city is estimated to be about 2,000 acres. And it's outside of the Senegalese capital. So this land was gifted to Akon by the Senegalese president, Macky Sall. So what I think is really cool about this is that um, the city uses cryptocurrency. As I mentioned, I'm, I'm a big fan of Bitcoin, but Bitcoin is not the only cryptocurrency. There's one called Acoin. Now, what's cool is like the whole economy from this is going to be running off of a coin just like america uses the dollar like within this city everyone will be using uh this cryptocurrency so it's all digital it's brilliant because i quote evelyn rothschild give me control over a nation's wealth and i care not who makes its laws that's a real mastermind move because it's like you got a city but akon would be controlling the currency so it's almost like sovereignty if you really think about it, having your own uh, your own city and then your own dollar on top of that. But these are some uh, concepts that we would like to incorporate in America. And, you know, Acom's going on the right track. You got any questions or comments on this, CJ? I'm excited to hear about this. Acom has always been in the forefront of pushing forward in the future based on interviews I've seen him in. I like how he's very strategic. Yeah. Um, I guess my concern is replicating this in the U.S. Unless the U.S. is crypto, I could see it being a conflict of interest based on how our currency is used globally. Uh, now, what do you mean by a conflict of interest with the and, and with the crypto? Well, because pretty much most world markets go off of the dollar, correct? Yeah, the oil markets and, and, mm -hmm. and yeah. So if, for instance, he's going crypto, mm -hmm. you're kind of doing your own thing and you're not really going off of that per se, or am I wrong? Would it be some kind of conflict of interest if other countries start following this lead too? Now that changes the standing with how prominent and powerful the dollar is if it's not crypto. So I suppose that's going to go into a conversation that we, we can, uh, we're going to have about the whole unification of Africa and um you know unification under one currency but i get what you're saying but my understanding of crypto mm -hmm. it could still be converted into dollars so let's okay. say one a coin 
is worth, and this is just arbitrary numbers, is worth $2. You mm-hmm. can be like, okay, I'm going to trade this on an exchange and, 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 and do that. But the thing is, where you, what you're saying is if a lot of nations said, okay, we are going to do our, our transactions or, or how do you say measure wealth in a coin or, you know, rather than the dollar. You know, like, for instance, like, the dollar has always been the currency of oil. So barrels of oil were always converted into dollars. But if they said, yo, now we're going to do it for a coin, that could be something else. Yeah, I totally see that. Because isn't that what uh, Gaddafi wanted a, 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 an African, not euro, so to speak, but a unified currency and they whacked him via, uh, you know, via the military operation. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, yeah, that's, that was the point I was kind of alluding to is like, eh, it's history of how that plays out, but I'm happy he got it. I'm curious also the people, what does he owe the people that invested in it? Who's invested in it within that group? What is, what are the details for that? I'm sure we won't know. He'll know, but, um, because of China, investing a lot in infrastructure and all these projects i'm curious how this plays out for him because i think he had to garner what maybe middle eastern um funds and maybe chinese i'm guessing now from the research i did they said that the ke uh what's the name of them ke international that they got the four billion from various investors. Okay. Where they're from, it really didn't go into detail on that. But yeah, I guess yeah, that's a conflict of interest as China is moving in on Africa. But they did emphasize that Akon City is going to be a resort town. And mm. okay. it's, it's meant to uh, you know, bring in attractions and everything like that. And when you really look at the architecture and what it has to offer stadiums, and you know concert halls and, and things of that nature like i could totally see that and um i really wanted to go i got a couple more notes on this so acon city is it's gonna run on green energy it'll have malls hospitals stadiums concert halls among other attractions so it's like the architecture is futuristic and acon city it's a marvel in art and in building aesthetics and a glimpse of the future it really embodies that whole concept of like Wakanda, Black Panther, yeah, something like that, and that's that's something I admire. Now, when I'm looking up the completion dates, I'm seeing everything from 2029 to 2035 when Akon City should be complete. But it's it's really impressive on um, on really like how Akon is driving this. You know what I mean? Like he worked with the, you know, the Senegalese president, quiet mm-hmm. land, 2000 acres, and they're really making this happen. So I'm, sure. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was curious, um, what is 2000 acres? What does that translate to? Like what size city or town? I'm kind of curious, like, so I have a picture of it in my head. And acres are pretty, um, 
they're pretty vague to me too. Like I hear like like large amounts of land are measured in hectares. Mm -hmm. Like then I hear like acres aren't like square. They're like for for you know for poops and giggles. Let, let's check that out on, on a live Google search. How many miles? And then it, yeah. Because I don't think there's acres and mi miles in an acre. Yeah, I'm, I'm just curious. We do. How big is an acre? Uh, I'm trying to remember now. I forgot. Okay, so an acre is forty-three thousand square feet. Take. <laughs> <laughs> 43, you gotta think that there's like over 5,000, about 5,000 feet is in a mile. Yeah, was it 5,280 feet, I believe? In a mile? Yeah. More or less. Yeah, I, I, I think that's one of the numbers I do remember. So then it's like, right now, I'm not calculating in, in my mind. I, I'm, I'm thinking this is big, you know, like 2,000 acres is, is, is a decent sized city. I think it'll be like 2,000 acres. It'll probably be. Hold on. So let's do this because square feet are a little bit different. So 2,000, unless you type in 2,000 acres because it errors out. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry guys and ladies. So okay, let me put it into perspective. It's three point one square miles. Okay. Two thousand acres. There's three point one square miles. Two thousand so, acres three point for me to build skyward. I want at least five square miles. That's oh, interesting. Uh, seven point eight square miles, but yeah, yeah. So that's um, that's that's about enough room to build a city. But um, again, I, I emphasize, Acon City should be complete around twenty twenty nine to twenty thirty five. Okay. I, I want to say real quick, while I'm thrilled by Acon's ambitions and dreams, I want to see something similar in America, like a grand tourist town that touches the stars. And as I mentioned in Skyward, you know, building the dream, I want to build the largest building in the world, a pyramid over four miles high and construct this building primarily from 3D printed recycled plastic. We dump more plastic in our ocean than the weight of the Empire State Building each year. If we collected it, we could easily build a home for every homeless person in America. Further up, I want to build luxury hotels and condos with million dollar views. There are over 600 billionaires in America. Let's give them a place to offload some cash, a hotel room with a three mile high sky view. You know, that's that's an exclusive thrill that that's worthy of a million dollar per night rate. So here's the kicker. The revenue from the luxury real estate above will cover the cost of the homeless shelter below. Trickle down economics at its best. So at Acon, check out Skyward Building the Dream by Cameron Rowe on Amazon Kindle. And you know, consider uh, building Acon City or a portion of it with plastic. It's like $300 per ton. You get more bang for your buck. But that's really all I got on, on those concepts. You got anything you want to discuss on, you know, on Acon City or, 
Acoin or, or Skyward or or even just like what 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 should, what should we do with all these malls that are closing down and, and no one's using them? Can they be converted into like Yeah, I mentioned this with the something, something like so. Yeah, we got malls going out of business. Um and the scary part, depending on how this Rona goes, colleges. Mm. Think about the square footage and acres they take up. You know, if we go manly digital, why are you gonna have what are you gonna do with all those buildings? Like Yale, Harvard, like Ohio State here in UCF is huge. It's like basically a mini city itself. So you bring up a really interesting case in point because they got a one, they do have a lot of land. That's a lot of land, a lot of real estate to consider. And hey, I wouldn't mind having a, you know, one of those big buildings as a summer home. <laughs> well, no, but the, you, the, another point that you, you bring up is, let's just say this, this epidemic is just so bad that people really don't want to go back to school so much that it is impacting this and, and more universities are going exclusively online. Like right now, they have like Harvard where you can go on site and then you have like Harvard Online. And Harvard Online was, or you know, it's not like perceived to be like the, the bootleg version of Harvard, but like what happens when it, you know, if something similar happens and it like goes ex more exclusive, like do you make it more competitive? Will online schools be more competitive to get in to? I don't know. And then you're going to, I mean, how does this work out for engineering students and mm. surgeons and like physical therapists, like stuff like that? Let's be real on the surgery though. Like um, exponential growth technology and they're saying like the robotics are, are cutting with more precision than human hands right now. So. Yeah long-term short-term not so much you know the artificial intelligence are still they're spotting tumors better than than human eyes so i don't want to say we're forcing the COVID is kind of forcing this automation uh, technological revolution upon us but but it is as far as all the malls and i think of one the biggest mall in america mall of america in minneapolis I think about that going bankrupt out of business. Like, what do they do with all that space? It's like literally a small town, that mall itself. They got like amusement park, all that shit in there. Well, I mean, it's kind of like big enough for us, like, you can do social distancing. They open this with, like, you just don't pack it. You know? I don't know. I don't know. I like I brought up a concept. Shout out to Anthony Twenty Four K on IG. Um, him and I were talking. Like I said, I brought up that San Juan. I guess is going bankrupt in Puerto Rico. The mall in Puerto Rico. So I was like, well, if you use that as for homes, for hotels, for uh, vertical farming, for STEM, you know, for clinics i didn't even think about that but now you can use that mall for everything that's a one-stop shop yeah see that 
just those are just concepts we're thinking about like you know you can put homeless in one area hey you homeless or whatever got this area you got access to this you know like there's a lot of stuff you can do with that uh disaster relief like I was, that, I was thinking that but at the same time i'm like some bad people may use them for quarantines be like hmm like yeah like well, let's put everyone with corona into the mall and, and I don't know, but um, it seems I was riding by the other day and I'm just like, look at all this wasted space. And, and space is, that's essentially what real estate is, the, the selling of space. And you know, God ain't making no more land on earth. You know, yeah. it's like the, it's becoming ever more valuable. And right now it's just sitting around gathering dust. But surely um, <laughs> we can do something with it if it's not a, it's just gonna be used to be like data centers and you know things that's like the US. That's all I got on that. Uh, you want to talk about the Beirut bombing? See now, let's uh, let's be clear on the semantics. Okay. Hey, the Beirut explosion. Okay, my fault. Technically, you know, um, but then again, you said you had some intel. You said not you had really. on that, so I'm curious to see. <laughs> if it's on, I'm, I'm gonna tell you the intel that I got. Okay. Through so the explosion, I'm not sure I'm calling that. So explosion, my fault, my bad on that. <laughs> uh, shout out to those families and people who were affected by that. That's horrible. I've seen the footage. I've seen the footage as well. Man. I've seen 500 pound bombs drop, you know, in in the combat theater, and I have not seen anything like that. Yeah. That footage was pretty wild. But Beirut, it says 135 dead, 5,000 wounded. Now, the explosion is said to be uh, derived from a 2,705 tons. They're saying tons as in T-O-N-N-E-S. Okay. It's not the same as a ton. Is it? Now I got to Google this. I think it's metric what you're talking about either way if that's what it is this thing is it's freaking huge and it says a confiscated ammonium nitrate that was <laughs> stored in a warehouse at the port for six years and so i ask is this negligence or terrorism but i do want to get these uh this weight down okay i'm not too sure what a tone how big is a Okay, what is that? So a metric, oh, it's a metric ton? I so guess. Let's put this in. Two, seven, 50 it was. Wow, bro, so this is like, that makes sense. Why what? the explosion was so big. If this is accurate, it was over 60 million pounds. Oh. Of, uh, <laughs> of how you say of this chemical and i believe that stuff comes from fertilizer yeah where i made uh ammonium nitrate bombs didn't didn't know what you call it uh unibomb used that for oklahoma city timothy mcveigh yeah he wasn't a unibomber i mean uh timothy mcveigh yeah he, he definitely blew up oklahoma city but i don't yeah unibomb oh, was two different things my it, bad yeah i got but um yeah 60 60 million pounds of this yeah that's a pretty big yield but it's like 
who is the uh, I don't want to say uh, the cuss who had custody of that surely did they not know that was some sort of a uh, hazard 60 and, and who keeps 60 million tons of that how I'm trying to visualize yeah how, how, how big that container must have been because there are some people who are saying it was stored in like some connex type of thing and it's more or less it was like a pipe bomb if you yeah it's, it's compressed all into there I don't know but what it, what's the intel that you got on, on this story, man? Well, I followed this journalist, independent journalist. Her name is Kim Iverson. Okay. And uh, she's really cool. Y'all should check her out if y'all want stuff outside of mainstream news. And we, we strive to take from different sources because yes, looking from the outside in. So they're not going to be as biased as within. So, um, I didn't really get into the weeds of it, but she was saying it's, it's, it was a few groups that could possibly have wanted this incident to happen. She measured, man, it was crazy. Like she was connected so many crazy dots. Not crazy, but uh, like what, what other groups? Because I heard some loose speculation through my intel circles that um, Israel kind of wanted uh, um, something on those lines for me yeah it's like i said i didn't get a chance to she's supposed to send a video explaining the whole thing so might be something i have to come back circle back to and that's what i said right now i'm just sitting back and taking in the raw evidence and then drawing not even raw evidence more or less the, the stats and facts and then i'm gonna draw my own conclusion when i cross-reference something. yeah but do you got any theories I think, I think it could have been negligence, but I think whoever or whatever happened, I think that could have been intentional. They took advantage of a negligent situation. Hold up, they got all this sitting here. Mm -hmm. And I think whoever has an agenda, whoever this group or coalition, because it could be a coalition of people, not just one particular group that wanted this to happen. Um, I think it could be both. Um, I'm not sure. But I know somebody resigned in the Lebanese government. Interesting. Um, I don't know if it was the Minister of Information or Minister of Defense. Somebody resigned, like, I think last night. Um, it's, um, now it's Trump mentioned that he believes it's a bomb. Okay. It was like a one-minute statement that he made. Fox News was airing it. I got a, a bit of it, but he believes it's uh, it's clearly an explosion. But like he believes it's uh, some sort of bomb and and therefore terrorist. Like any links on it? I don't know. Dude, just I must have watched the we read the footage like countless times, just seeing like. Because the shockwave is, but again, you know, explosions that are not industrial explosions, they, they produce shockwaves as well. But that thing was just so much power. It was, uh, it really baffles my mind. Because again, it, we're, we're, when you consider it, 60,000 60, pounds. No, I'm sorry, it was 60 million pounds. Was it million? Not yeah, because if you're converting tons. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tons to pounds, it's 60 million pounds. 
But granted, you gotta think if it's like fertilizer, it's it's not, been sitting, settling. I'm saying it's it's not like ammonia nitrate. I can only assume it's light. It's not like dense like metal or anything like that. So it's it's gonna take. What I'm trying to emphasize is that it takes volume. Like 60 million tons of this stuff is. It's gotta be big enough to, to fill a room. I can only assume. And my question is like, the person who's like, hmm, this stuff used to make explosives, 60 million tons of it. It never occurred to anyone that that having it that quantity, that much volume concentrated could produce some sort of hazard. I don't know. That thing leveled, you know how far the explosion reached? How far? Like six miles. Damn. Yeah. I'm thinking like, okay, yeah, this thing could level a square mile because they are comparing the blast to that of Hiroshima. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, I could see this thing leveling a square mile. And then I'm watching the video, seeing that shockwave, seeing everything get thrown back. I'm like, yeah, square mile. And then I'm doing further research and I'm like, yo, this thing leveled like five, six mile the blast. It is is being felt and observed from. So again, I, I'm I'm still processing it, and it's, things aren't denying up to me. Damn. Um. Yeah. I hope they figure it out. Um. I hope they figure it out. I hope this is not replicated anywhere. And on the bright side, I suppose, like no one has declared, like. Uh, Took credit for this, like yeah, I did that shit. But no one has done that yet, so I guess that's that's a plus, you know. But um, I suppose my question for you is: there any critical infrastructure, there, military targets or something like that, that would have been a, a credible, uh, a, a a credible hard or soft target for an extreme organization to hit? No, but. As you know, in warfare, you don't necessarily have to hit military targets to affect your enemy. So right. you're hitting an economic target. That's mm -hmm. just as valuable as a hard target, like something like a radar station or airfield or something like that. So I think just disrupting the port could be part of the uh, possible, allegedly speculative, speculative concept of that's purposely hey perfect they got the materials here boom we're gonna disrupt the port maybe some kind of trade Who's situation. Who are their enemies? um i don't know good question lebanon they because they got an interest in history in the middle east i'm curious how uh the united states relationship is i think we're friendly from what i know let me see uh lebanon enemies uh, I'm curious as well as uh, if we have embassies or any uh, infrastructure there. Also, is Jordan in Lebanon? It's Jordan. Oh, my battery's dying on my live. On. Uh, let's see. Looks like. Um, is it saying Israel mainly? Is that what they're saying? 
Yeah, I'm looking. Cause I like I said, I heard some, uh, I heard some speculation about uh, about Israel, but um, wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. I heard Israel's experiencing some internal turbulence itself, as um, its citizens are not so much rioting but protesting over the the way COVID is being handled. Yeah. So, was, but I mean, that seems to be a trend, uh, a global trend, and not for nothing. <laughs> this ain't exactly no uh, COVID. Ain't, ain't exactly no walk in the park. Like, if world leaders took like radical extreme measures off the rip, mm-hmm. and had like one or two cases, people would flip out. You know, and they wouldn't. Uh, they really wouldn't be up to it. But I mean, um, I don't know too much about their 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 enemies. Right now, we, we covered. We may have to circle back to this as more information unfolds. We yeah. have, but we have also when you get that video from um, you know, from the young lady, from the young journalist. You know, we, we can discuss that further in depth. Yeah, because that'll probably be that do more justice to it. Um, I'm trying to remember who resigned, though. Um, Minister, hold on, real quick. Okay. Minister resigned. You typed in a Lebanese resignation or something? Okay, so Lebanon foreign minister resigns. Now as a result of the explosion? I think so. See. Yeah, the information minister looks like he resigned too. Oh, two people it looked like resigned. Um, resigns in protest as the crisis. Go ahead. Was that like their equivalent to like CIA or something like that? Yeah, I guess like chief of staff, something like that, or secretary of state, something in, in that realm. So. The foreign minister resigned in protest at the crisis management. So he's saying they're not handling it right, basically, it looks mm-hmm. like. And he resigned. And then the Lebanon information minister, I think that's a woman, I think she resigned. Failure, citing failure to, okay. Uh, I'm trying to see real quick. Kind of the same or along the same vein, like she didn't do her job or wasn't able to do her job properly, so she resigned. In regards to COVID or the explosion? The explosion. So, that's wild. I, I guess good on them on principles. Well, no. Uh, again, like I said, this story's just starting to, uh, to unfold. I'm, I'm very sure we'll get more information on that shortly. Well, um, what else we got on the agenda today? Uh, the New York Attorney General targeting the NRA. See what I did there for two A or corruption. Sensational <laughs> pun. I like that. Uh, you know them dad jokes. You know how we do. So give us a skinny on this one, man. Like, um, what's going on with that? When I initially saw the headline, of course, it's sensationalized just to grab you in. Mm-hmm. But basically, the Attorney General Marie, the front, front headline, the first two uh, paragraphs. The Attorney General of New York took action Thursday to dissolve 
the National Rifle Association following an 18-month investigation that found evidence the powerful gun rights group has fraught with fraud and abuse. Attorney General Latita James claims in the lawsuit filed Thursday she found financial misconduct in the millions of dollars and that it contributed to a loss of more than $64 million over a three-year period. Hmm. So basically, she's also saying that top NRA executives misused charitable funds for personal gain, awarded contracts to friends and family, provided contracts to former employees to ensure loyalty. So I get that part, but is it enough damning evidence to destroy them? Well, I'm assuming if the feds did an investigation, you know how they investigate. They're very thorough and they're going to make sure they can convict you. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the New York State, I guess, federal authorities, district attorney, whatever you call it. All right. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Also saying part of the reason is they're considered a, not, uh, a non-profit. Now, um, there are... I suppose the right is spinning this saying like this is a direct attack on the Second Amendment. But the NRA is not so much, while they are an advocate of the Second Amendment, my understanding they're more of a lobbyist group and they yes. cater more to people who buy guns in bulk. Let's just say the police and, um, you know, security companies have you more than your, your average citizen. So my question for you is, what does this mean for average uh, gun-toting American? Is this a threat on their uh, their Second Amendment rights, or is this like the NSA's problem? Um, I think I, I'm going a couple of ways with this. I'm concerned for the AG because you are dealing with the NRA. <laughs> Within that organization, or the followers, or the contributors of that organization, I'm sure they are zealots or people that are very convicted in their beliefs and ideologies mm-hmm. where I would be concerned for her and her family's safety. I'm not putting it out there, but I'm being realistic. Now, um, that's assuming or, evidence is, is damning, right? Like, you know, like if, if they really got a case on them, but you think that's right, her biggest... So what is... It's not like taxpayers' money that... The NRA is defrauding, is it? Because I'm not paying taxes to the NRA. Like, whose money is? It? Whose money are they stealing? Like, well, it's basically it would be the members of the NRA, right? Their yeah. fees. That, that sounds like fees. a problem for the, the members and, and whoever else to deal with. What does the feds care? Um. Well, because it's really about their nonprofit status, and then you know they don't play about that financial stuff. So. Mm-hmm. It's more of the nonprofit. If you're supposed to be nonprofit, why are you funding these private jets and all this stuff and da 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 da? Fair enough. I see. I, I get that. I get that angle. But my thing is just like, is she coming at the NRA because she got beef with guns, or she just she had a problem with with uh, you know the lifestyle? It's, it's the it's the fraud, waste, and abuse aspect. I see. I see. Now is that. Is that her mission? Like, is to find those things, or she just came out of left field? Like, well, she's been doing it for eighteen months, so apparently that's just part of how she rolls. I see. I see. Well, that's um. Again, 
I mean, good on her, you know, do, do what you gotta do, you know, at least be a bad non-profit organization. But at the same time, my, my primary concern is, you know, that second man and right, if there is no threat to it, I'm not gonna say I really don't care, but it's uh, not high priority of mine. I look at it as basically that's something the members are going to have to take over the organization because it directly affects them. And I think it what it's going to do is challenge their beliefs in the organization more so. It's going to be like, well, damn, like, hold up. And especially during the time of COVID, it's actually kind of apropos timing what everybody is going through. Um, I don't look at it as an attack on the Second Amendment after I started reading it. It was more like attack on an organization on what they've been doing. But then it begs the question, what organization is really ethical? It's not many anyway. And that's why I was laughing like, yo, and nothing against this this AG, but like fraud, waste, and abuse. <laughs> and all like, please, please. You know, so, that's all the pots calling the kettle black and and, uh, and whatnot. But yeah, I get, you know, uh, and and I get it. But like I said, I'm I'm not very wild or or, or amazed to it. I know Naga's out there. That's an alternative to the NRA, and they are also getting into lobbying as well. And when you, for me personally, I view the NRA as as a lobbying group. Yeah, basically. You know, they, they provide training and, and you know rifle training and information all that good stuff but more or less i see them as an organization advocating for the interests of people who buy firearms in bulk and also the people who, who buy uh, firearms also but, i think it's more for the manufacturers too from what i was understanding like that's one of their main purposes so i suppose i'm gonna have to have a conversation with them because uh, we mentioned that whole the future of firearms and everything and the fire net and how I propose that, you know, why not put some smart technology into firearms to uh, to track them, to actively track them. You know, our smartphones are being tracked. It's, it's something uh, to consider. But, you know, um, again, don't be fraud and wasteful non-profit organizations, particularly when people are, you know, giving their hard-earned money. Well, the other other big non-profit is the NFL. It's a non-profit for a long time. Hmm. Yeah, I do recall hearing that. So what about uh, these other uh, NDF and LB and all that good stuff there? I think uh, the only one that's they're the only one nonprofit left. And then I think the NCAA college, they're nonprofit. Why do you think they took that route? They took that approach. Nonprofit? You can and get away with a lot of stuff nonprofit. All these guys getting like $100 million salaries and stuff like that, but you're not. Uh, I'm, I'm just curious. What, what do you think would be different if they were for profit? They're more subject to regulations and. Um, for profit would be subject uh, subjected to regulate more. Maybe oh tax reasons. That's probably yeah, yeah. I could see the taxes, but it's like maybe they do have crafty accountants that can. Well, you know they do. Like it's, maybe we know. 
Their yeah. revenue was like 13 billion, I think, the other year. 13 to 15 billion. Not a single profit was made. That's wild, man. Matter of fact, I don't think they paid any federal taxes either. They were right there with like Amazon and all these other companies. God bless America. <laughs> like, there you go. You, there you have it, folks. You working hard, you working your butt off, and the government's taking like 40, 60% of your, your revenue. Even more now, I hear if you live in California. But, like, and then, but the NFL bringing in how much you said billions in revenue? Yeah, like, I think 13 to 15 billion, I think they made for the year. Billions are getting it off the books. But I mean, um, I emphasize that these laws and these policies that are made by your, uh, how do you say, elected officials benefit you, care about you, and your your hard-earned paycheck, you know, your wages, like, it's how to cut money, how to save money for, you know, for businesses, non-profits, like, good stuff. But, you know, we out here upgrading America. <laughs> You're aware so you can hold your, your your politicians and elected officials accountable. We got um, Trump versus Twitter again. This is like round four. Yo, like, I don't see why this guy, he got the bread, he got the money. Build your own platform. And why don't you build a Trump? Yo, I mean, holla at me. Like, Legion Imperial. Give me the contract, we'll build you an app. You can talk all the shit you want and you, you can you can censor people you will never be censored but clearly twitter is not right leaning and he uses he has chosen this as his application his medium of choice to communicate his uh you know his bias sometimes racist and offensive messages it, it only makes sense to choose another platform but yeah what else is going on with, with, with trump and, and twitter man so basically, I'll just read the headline. Twitter temporarily restricted Trump's campaign's ability to tweet over false COVID-19 claims. So that's why he was getting censored and restricted. Yeah, Donald Trump Jr. was saying some wild stuff. They censored him and now the whole campaign is censored. But does Trump still have Twitter authority himself? that's been suspended does he still have what, what say again like can he tweet can he tweet personally i don't know it's kind of weird because is his twitter personal or you know the united states twitter account yeah yeah that's what i'm thinking so that's i don't know it looks like it's one and the same it's like me. a personal one because it's at real donald j trump or donald okay. trump or something like that so it's like I don't know. Maybe uh, after the show, I'll check my Twitter and see if he posted any crazy stuff. Right? <laughs> but it's, but uh, it it's, goes to show the power of social media too. The people in charge, like oh, if we want to censor, we know firsthand. Yeah, we've been censored ourselves a couple times too. But like, yeah. yeah, no doubt the power of social media. You know, if I can, I become a billionaire. First thing I'm gonna do is build my own social media. I may do it before I become a billionaire. <laughs> tired of being censored but now he has the power in the clout like you look at his instagram 21 million followers wow he can have all that on his own platform something that's that's the population of florida basically wow. 21 million 
saying the population of, of Cali is like over 40 million. And it's just like, I guess there's a big California exodus. Now a lot of Californians are moving to Texas. Among mm. others. My you know what? I've noticed that. Using the taxes like crazy. Mm-hmm. That homeless population is skyrocketing too. And pretty soon or later, what's his name? Gavin, I believe. Yeah. Gavin out there, right. he's gonna read my book and be like, huh, that Cameron Roth fellow is on to something. Give me my acres, build that skyward up, check homelessness off the, you know, off the list. But yeah, you know, it's skyward upgrade America. We got it. Yeah. All right. So I found this interesting uh, article How to Hide from Drone Surveillance. <laughs> Yo, I mean, like, for real, with the protesting and just everyday technology, that's where we're trending. And um, you can't see them, but they can see you, eye in the sky. This is something to be uh, concerned about. And um, yeah, give us some tips and tricks on how to be, uh, how to ghost out. Take advantage of natural and built environment. So basically bad weather, dense fogs, hmm. high winds, heavy rains, not good um, environments for drones. For visibility, so, yes, that's it. It says use trees, walls, eye clothes, alcoves, I have to look that up, tunnels, um, stuff like that. Uh, second thing, minimize your digital footprints. We talked about this. Mm-hmm. So avoid using wireless devices like mobile phones or GPS systems since they have digital signatures that can reveal your location. Yeah, I heard about that too. Yeah. Uh, It says placing mirrors on the ground, standing over broken glass, wear elaborate headgear, machine readable blankets, sensor jamming jackets. Wow. They got shit like that, I guess. Yeah, and you have to do a deep drive into that. Sensor jamming jackets. Um, what do you mean machine readable what? Machine readable blankets. What does that mean? I had to look in there. No, that's the first time I've seen it. Um, let me see what that looks like. Uh, something came up on the Guardian news outlets. And all this stuff came from the conversation. I stumbled across this website. They, they do just facts and pure journalism or whatever they call it. So I thought it'd be interesting. Pure journalism, huh? Yeah, it's basically about facts. They said rigorous fact-checking and journalism. So basically, they're not biased. Yeah, that's what we wanted uh, to do. Yeah. Something um, Okay. Oh, wow. So they're saying using wigs and different makeup techniques, mm-hmm. like camouflage, you know, you put the camera on to blend in, cover and concealment. So using that kind of stuff. And what of umbrellas? Yes, umbrellas is on the list. Hold on, let me keep going down. Uh, let's see. Just, yeah, have a disguise. So using... Um, Clothing, hats, glasses, masks, scarves go a long way for facial recognition, stuff like that. They even, drones even can uh, monitor, like pick up on who you are based on how you walk. Yes. And they've even said mentioning like using a cane, yeah, with a limp, 
or something. A leg brace. Or it can throw it off. But like Extreme loose clothing. A profile of what you look like from your head and shoulders from space. Let that marinate, let alone uh, drone footage surveillance. And that is, it's wild, bro. Technology is wild. And then when you consider these things not flying around all the time with people and joysticks, when you consider autonomous drones, that they're, they're just up there doing their thing, collecting data all day. So, so you got you got the umbrella. They also have a high tech one. I guess it got it can jam signals or do whatever. Um, let me see. But I think me personally, those umbrella men that we we, we said on, on one of our top performing podcasts, I think that's partially one of the reasons why they have those is to recover their their, their appearance from their aerial appearance. But and um yeah drones are the future and yeah. um i all the time i say yo get into technology get into technology everyone thinks i'm talking about get behind a keyboard or something like that you know technology is vast it goes from robotics from artificial intelligence to drones and drones are instrumental to to the future what's going on in the future like i highly implore you like Get your kids, they do it yourself, build a drone kit and build it. Fly it around with them, like perhaps not in your lifetime, but in your kids, drone pilots are gonna be a common career that's gonna pay top dollar. Why not get a head start? But at the same time doing nefarious things and all that bad stuff, you should check out the site that CJ mentioned so you can learn how to hide from these <laughs> Basically go low tech watch your movements um stay off your phone i like wouldn't this. have the phone if you know if you're moving on some op like i wouldn't even have the phone for one and you mentioned like those digital signals like edward snowden he, he mentioned that too and it's like it's not something you have to be a sophisticated hacker to find it's like your phone leaves these digital traces and then it's like they they can be found publicly like if you know, I believe it's like the ICME number or something like that. You, you can you can find out mad data on people's locations and how they move. But um, so or you can you can get a um, what's it called a stingray? What law enforcement and feds use? Mm-hmm. You can pick up people's stuff through Bluetooth and everything. Wow. Like if you bought one of those and like say I bought one sat in my apartment, I can pick up everybody's like phone numbers all kind of stuff i can get all kind of information i'm curious uh, i may look into that just as i'm curious about technology and then see the capabilities of what it does because if if it's on the how do you say on the consumer market it is it is for law enforcement but that means criminals and you know and uh, snooping girlfriends and stuff like that <laughs> get them or jealous boyfriends let's let's no. be and there's that as well, stalkers and, and, and things of that nature. But I want to know what's out there and what can be used uh, against the, the average citizen. And I suppose it's our responsibility after we do the research to inform the, the public and also how they can guard themselves against it. So I do on that same notion, I'll, I'll throw out something with the, um, the RFID chips. Everyone likes the new credit cards where you like, I don't even swipe it. I just walk up and then, you know, I just 
touch it and stuff. Well, fun fact about that, like I know on NY subways and uh, my cousin Marcus was saying, even in London, you know, they got these little machines and people just walk up and then you can just have it in your pocket. And then it's like, they can just brush by you if it's in a suitcase or something like that and they can get all that information, they can strip it. So how do you defend against something like that? Well, now they have wallets that are deliberately made to uh, block RFID scanning and things of that nature to keep to shielded. So it works both ways. RFID chips, they transmit information, meaning they're giving out information, but then they can also receive information as well. So you can block people from um, getting information and also you sending out information, meaning like your, uh, your location. True. Yeah, little, little fun tips on, on some technology. We got a little news from the motherland, Africa. We thought we'd yeah. shout them out a little bit. We're going to talk about Ghana opening up to Black Americans offering land, was it? Was it land? Um. So then I, I sent you two articles, right? One was saying like Ghana was going to be giving land to uh, it to people who wanted to escape racism in America. And then uh, I did some more digging and I believe it was USA Today was saying something along the lines like, uh, um, um, that they were fact checking and that's not exactly true. It's more of like a tourism. So I want to, um, I actually want to do some additional research and like actually process it and see like what that package entails because I'm hearing a lot of conflicting reports as of what's going on with that. But um, what I would really like to see is I want to see some invitations to uh, the Akon City to, you know, for Black Americans. Like, I mean, like, yeah, I know it's Africa, but let's, let's have some diversity, you know, like let's have some African Americans there as well because I would really like to, to check that out. As far as like uh, repatriatism, not so much, or at least not at this point. But um, as far as visitation, that sounds cool. What about you? Have you ever considered uh, relocating, repatriating to another country? Yeah, we talked about it on one episode, but I would like to go to Africa. The only the only thing you got to remember is number one, the gun rights vary. Mm-hmm country to country within Africa so we don't have the luxury of the 2A like we do here in America one thing to consider the main reason that keeps me here um but overall and then you don't know when something's gonna bust out not saying America is like the safest place either Mm -hmm. but at least you know the language you know how to move compared to being somewhere you don't know the language don't really know the environment like that and something breaks out like civil war civil unrest uh, militia rebels whatever case how do you defend against that and that's why i said my main purpose for now like and that goes like that goes globally too not even just africa that's any oh, country like so when you look around the globe and you're like okay cool like let's take vietnam for instance like consider that just because the cost of living is so low you make an say you make in 60 you make an 80k over in america if you're working remote whatever but cost of living you can ball out on 30k in vietnam i'm like hmm, sounds like an interesting deal 
at the same time, you know, the economy fluctuates, changes, all the things you listed before, that can happen in any nation. And, um, bug out capabilities may be, uh, may be limited. You know, it's one thing to be a, you know, to have the, the backup in support of the United States military. When you're active duty and you're like, yo, like I'm in this XYZ country and it's, they'll get you out of there. But when you're like a civilian, <laughs> Well, they're like, yeah, make it to the nearest embassy or conflict. <laughs> Word. So, so the difference. I, I just want to emphasize the lack of, uh, you know, those the Second Amendment, the ability to defend yourself and, and family. It's something that that I would say that's the biggest perk for America. That's, that's yeah. Our countries they don't have that. Uh, shout out to IG Live. Sorry I didn't really interact, so to speak. Glad y'all watched. I know it's about to turn off. Um, get back on it next week. Be more interactive on here. Hopefully I acknowledge everybody. Peace. Shit. Alright, and that. Okay, so did want to read off something Africa is doing I found very interesting. It kind of goes towards what the UN was doing until we exposed them and they changed. <laughs> <laughs> they got the whole website. That's wow. Never seen that. That was crazy. Um, they have Agenda 2063. Yeah, it's pretty far out, but I guess it's really not. What's that about? So... I'm going to just read through real quick the aspects of the agenda. Connecting African capitals and commercial centers. So integrated high-speed train network. Um, they want to basically build that to all the capital cities and everything, commercial centers. So they can help their economies in every region of you know Africa because Africa is massive. We know this, so yeah. that only makes sense. So much land, bro. Yeah. So much land. They what, got. Now, did they mention any uh like notable waypoints? Like obviously you're gonna go from east to west, but like do they have something that's gonna go from north to south? But that's a a long leg. Yeah, I could see it kind of doing what diagonal okay maybe okay. angles maybe i'm guessing azimuths and what have you and then okay i can see that can see probably that. more hubs they probably because it said it did focus on capitals and commercial centers mm -hmm. so i'm assuming they're gonna go off of like the biggest hubs connecting all the hubs for sure and then they'll figure out the in-between spots um african commodity strategy transforming africa from from a raw materials supplied by enabling countries to add value, extract higher rents from commodities, um, integrate global value chains to promote diversification anchored in the value addition and local content development. So basically what I translated from that is they want to take more ownership of their raw materials that basically they're getting slutted out from other countries. Yo, I mean, real talk, and, and, and I agree with you on that circling back to the whole Akon thing, like having a unified Africa under one currency, but having that currency backed by raw materials, gems, and, and gold, it would be a mighty force to be reckoned with. 
Yes, sir. And that's what Gaddafi was trying to do. Um, that is threatening a lot of world leaders and economies. And I've heard speculation that uh, Gaddafi may have been one of the richest men on alive. In theory, like he had the wealth of Libya's was technically his. You know, and, and Libya was pretty was pretty wealthy. I forget like the programs that he had going like before they whacked him, and it was pretty uh, pretty impressive. Yeah, they had some basically a lot of the concepts that we talk about with Skyward and Upgrade America. Everything you laid out, we discussed. He was already pretty much doing that. And it's and like I get it, yo, wealthy dictator. But again, I haven't been to Libya. Me neither. Officially. Yeah. But not like uh, you know, no boots on the ground. But not like, well, from what I hear, you know, the way it was economically set up, things were actually pretty good, and they had a lot of programs for citizens. But that's cool because it's like, again, my whole thing with mutualism is you gotta have, you gotta have a, a class of wealth. Because if you don't, you have nothing for people to strive for. It's just like mediocrity for everyone, and then if that's you, you lose innovation, you you, you breed, uh, how do you say, complacency and, and just, you know, you, you gotta have, you gotta have a wealth class just so people can strive to be, to, to do great things. And I think, you know, that existed there with my idea of mutualism. Like I said, I think we can have that. We can eliminate poverty, but still push people to, you know, to strive for for you know to become wealthy and, and things of that nature but i don't know bro upgrade america <laughs> um a couple of other ones i'll read off real quick because um i found it interesting so another one is an african passport freedom of movement for the people so basically africa would have its own passport it wouldn't be like a ghana passport or Senegal passport. European Union then. So Basically. Mm -hmm. I don't see why that hasn't occurred before. Well, I know. I do see, I do see why a yeah. lot of intervention has been uh, put away so it hasn't occurred. Because that unification, again, power to the people, unity, is uh, it's a force to be reckoned with. I'm all for it. I'd like to see it happen. And, and I think it'll be a really great state. The global stage is going to change significantly when we see a unified Africa. Um, silencing guns by 2020. That's one of their agendas. You mean like suppressors for everyone? Oh. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So. Like, like they're saying in Africa. So, so is there ending, like. Ending all wars, civil conflicts, mm -hmm. gender-based violence, violent conflicts, and preventing genocide in the continent by this year. That's one of their goals. The only thing is, it's just um, the war to take all guns is going to be the longest, bloodiest conflict, you know, that this planet has ever seen. And, and the thing is, uh, I'm sure there will be a, a winner, a victor, but mm -hmm. the victor that emerges from that war to take all guns what they'll be able you better pray that they are like jesus christ like supreme benevolent because a a whole populace that's disarmed a global populace disarmed this 
power to do whatever they want. And to me, I find that terrifying. But yes. Time, it's like, yeah, I get it. You know, there's a, you know, there's mad guns in circulation, things of that nature. I think people should be armed. We just need to do it more accountable. Check out Upgrade America policy for this future. Hashtag FireNet. And remember, I brought up they already had something like that already. What the fire net? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I do. Um, I forgot what it's called, but when say gunshots go off in the neighborhood, they got sensors within the neighborhood. Baltimore, and I think in Baltimore they have that. I want to say somewhere in PA they have that as well, and it kind of locates where. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that, but. In this particular case, I'm talking about hardware being attached to every piece of firearm. The only thing, like I said, the only thing that would suck about it is, like I said, is like if there ever conflict between the feds and the people, you know, if the feds got access to the system, it could be totally, it could be abused. But I mean, in, in this day and age where we're having massive shooters, civil unrest is growing up more common it's difficult to say man but at the same time what i will say is a solution exists like taking the guns away from the people should never be the solution we should find i'd rather have a you know brainstorm something else than say let's just take everything else that should never be a solution because you're 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 treading down the road to tyranny to take that path but you're saying this is the objective for africa by 2063 they want to have all the guns by 2063. Well, it was saying 2020, but I would imagine 2063 would be more realistic because if you're, this is how I was viewing it when I was reading the agenda. Mm-hmm. If you take care of every other aspect of society, people got jobs, they can move around. Everybody's starting to come out of poverty. You got now a new middle class. It's probably easier to take the guns then than it is right now. So what is, uh, I'm, I'm curious, is there like a huge black market? Is there a huge legal market for guns? In, in so yeah. Uh, I mean, I was just watching this documentary called uh, The Business of Drugs on Netflix. It's very good. And heroin is one of the main products to go through Kenya, which I never knew. That's one of their biggest uh, drug markets, is Kenya. I had no idea, but I mean, heroin goes through every, (laughs) anywhere where there's a port, you know, dope and uh, and coke go through there. So, I mean, that doesn't always surprise me, but uh, I'm I'm just curious as as this- Well, I know I've seen, uh, what movie was it? The Lord of War was- Lord of War, great movie, Nicolas Cage. Love it. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Gun. Black market in Africa. I'm curious. Now, like, uh, what? Uh, can you say the organization I was pushing this again? Um, African Union. Their actual website. African Union. Okay, so it wasn't um the UN or anything because I know the the UN, the United Nations, have their own objective. About yeah, yeah. This is all African Union. So it's AU. Int. So this is theirs because I was looking at stuff and I was making sure it wasn't UN or whatever. I was making sure it was like African based. Okay. Um. 
gun market. I'm trying to see just something real quick. I feel you, but yeah, just I'm just curious how to, uh, if that's much of is it that much of a problem there? And um, yeah. uh, what? I'm just looking. They got strong. Da, 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 da. Doesn't really say. It's just like black market prices and stuff like that. Hmm. Mainly AKs. Yeah, I could see that. Um, so in Afghanistan, I guess an AK goes for like fifteen hundred. Really? Something like that. Prices of guns collected from. But what I find shocking is that's a lot of money to me in America. But then again, because you know we can get choppers out here for like what six hundred bucks. Yeah. Granted, they're not fully auto. Are those yeah. you think fully auto? Yeah, more than likely those are fully auto. Hmm. But still, and then you got to think the average person in Afghanistan. I, I don't know how the economy was in uh, in Afghanistan when I was in Iraq. They were saying like a lot of the insurgents they would pay them like a hundred bucks just to plant a roadside bomb and a hundred bucks was a lot of money to them in yeah. Iraq. So I couldn't imagine how much they, uh, you know, how much. Iraq, they're saying 800 for AK? For a chopper? Then here's the thing, that's a, that's, again, if that's fully auto, I could see that. I would dare say maybe you could get a chopper for semi-automatic a lot cheaper. Yeah, the average price of the AK worldwide is $534. Interesting. That's the average price. Wow. It's it's interesting. <laughs> I, would, uh, I imagine it's the most circulated uh, assault rifle. Absolutely. Due to China, North Korea is big on them. And then, you know, it's the, the Kalashnikov, the Soviets, Russians got it. Actually, I heard they did, they got an AK-105 or something. It's a new model that the Russians oh, are yeah? getting to. Let me see. Yeah, I could be wrong. I'm pro- I'm, I was just picking a number out of my butt, but let me see if I can find that on Google. Yeah, AK- there it is. It's a shortened version. Is that what it is, the 105? I see the AK-105. Okay, mm-hmm. so that was AK-105, but it's like, New Russian rifle. Oh, they use a different. Uh, it uses a different. What you call it? Rifle round. It's a five. Something different. Okay, yeah. So this one, the AK-105, uses a 5.45 effective firing range, 500 meters, 550 yards. Barrel length is 300. 14 millimeters, 12 inches. Yeah, um, I don't know. I could be wrong about that, but I heard they're they're upgrading their uh, their military rifle. The U.S. military, or at least the U.S. Army, they're upgrading to some different rifles, different rounds as well. Yeah. Mm. Every it seems like our era of the M4 and uh, the AK, we're, we're kind of moving past that. Yeah, it's like our pistol. We went to the what? I think it's the SIG or FN. I can't exactly. remember. They went to um, M18, I think it's called. I'm surprised they don't use Glocks. 
But I know there's a lot of the, like the SEALs, the Navy SEALs, they like the Glocks. The Special Forces, they like the Glocks. But the military as a whole is, doesn't seem to be a big fan of the Glocks. I think with the Glocks, you got to think more, you know, Spec Ops, they run differently than I would say your average infantry or just like for our career field. Mm -hmm. We don't run like they do. You got to understand it's moments notice. Yeah. Special operations. So for them, I can kind of see that makes more sense tactically. You ready to go compared to us at the gate or on patrol. Not so much. Yeah, but we keep one in the head. Yeah. With uh, we keep one in the head and, um, you know, we keep it on fire in the drop holster with them when we had the breath. Yeah, yeah. No, but it was different because if that if that falls or you hit it against something, more than likely you're not gonna have no accidental discharge. With the clock? I touched the clock more than I touched the breath. I don't know. I'm not I, I put it this way, I'm not really comfortable with clocks like that compared to mine with the double safety on there. I'm way with, more um, you're talking about the Springfield arm? Yeah. I like um, like I said, as far as dropping, reliability, them getting wet. Me personally, like I said, I think it's just a remarkable fire. Mm -hmm. how, how did we get? How did we get to glass? Um, <laughs> that's all I got, man, on the agenda. Anything else you want to mention? Yo, that's all I got too, man. Uh, I, I guess I'll talk real quick about Niagara Falls. Had a really great trip out there. You know, we shooting some. Um, Shot a scene for the documentary and maybe a okay. couple music videos out there as well. I got to see, uh, get in touch with my aunt. I haven't seen her and see she claims almost 20 years. And I'm like, Damn. wow, hasn't been that, hasn't been that long. But, um, and, uh, I got to see Trust as well. You know, it was great. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, hit Buffalo up. It was, it was really great times. Um, Guess one more thing, as I mentioned, shooting the documentary, shooting the films. It's about politics, running for president, instructing people how to run for president and also other offices. And because it's that's it's serious and educational, you know, in order to break up the monotony, we're gonna need skits. Yeah. You know anybody out there who's doing comedy, give us some comedy skits. Kind of keep it political. We don't want people to necessarily bash or attack any candidates, but like vilify some, uh, you know, some issues. Talk about some issues. Talk about ways you would upgrade America. You can shoot footage on your phone, you know, and, and send it over there. If it makes a cut, it'll be in a documentary. Same thing goes for music. If you got bars, anything like that, like send us a cut on your phone and you know, you could slide it into a documentary just to break it up, you know, between the scenes. But yeah, that's all I got. Happy Sunday, wherever you're at in the world, just be positive. If you got a goal, just focus on that, actively work towards it. If you put that time and that energy in, you'll, you'll hit it, you'll pursue. Be nice to one another, take care of each other, and you know, just like I said, be positive. Upgrade America. Closing remarks. Just peace. That's it. That's all I got. Peace, love, positivity. It'll go a long way. Catch you on the next episode. Later, Gators. <laughs>